podcast about being a woman today. The good, the bad, the ugly, and the mad. This is Christine and Maria. Growing up in Norway, in northern Norway, above the Arctic Circle in Buda, it's extreme weather-wise. In the winter, there's polar nights. Imagine waking up in the middle of the night and you look outside and you're like, oh, it's still, still night. I can sleep more, except in northern Norway when you wake up and it's dark. This is how it looks like in the morning. It's so dark and you're still supposed to get up and start your day it can be challenging but I have to say though uh, when you get out in the snow and walking in the silent darkness it creates this feeling that you're alone at one with the nature very unique special feeling that I still can bring back in a flash of a second mm-hmm. that is so beautiful and you're so right I mean it is so magical uh, I want to add, you know, I'm here currently. <laughs> you are there. I'm here. <laughs> oh, my God. Actually, well, now it is uh, midnight sun season. So uh, that's awesome, too. But anyway, yeah, I think it's so lovely to hear what you're saying there, that you can bring it back in a flash of a second, you know, that feeling. And I actually, you know, I have this idea that in a way, this nature or this ambience and experience of being in nature, this closeness to nature here in the north it becomes in a way innate to us you know because we grew, we grew up here and spent so much time here and it gets under our skin and literally it gets into ourselves you know i really believe that and also i think that the fact that there's not a lot of people i mean there's not as many people as a lot of other cities and places where i've lived and that's also something that creates a sort of calmness in you when you're walking outside and alone in nature, like walking in the mountains or in the woods alone without anyone. It's actually my favorite. It creates a type of feeling that you can't have when you're with someone else, even though I love walking in nature with friends and family, of course. But if you're alone, you start reflecting on things. You really can't hide from nature. Mm. That's beautiful. Can you describe it even more? This feeling. I think it's because it's where we're from. We're from nature. We belong in nature. And I think when you're in the city, even though I've always been a city person, I love the city, but you're talking constantly, you're trying to get places. But when you're in nature, you just don't have to do anything. Everything is just there naturally and you as well. And even though you have a bad day, even though you don't look good, even though everything is falling down around you, whatever is happening, nature is not going to not include you. You're you're a natural part of nature because you're human. Yeah, I think that's so good what you're saying right now. And it makes me think of a lot of things, actually. And uh, well, first of all, right here in Buddha, the nature is extremely in your face, like literally, you know, we have huge mountains here. The ocean is right here in our face and the weather the weather yeah the weather the thing is that the weather here is like when there's weather there's always weather you know it's never like not weather that's something you can always say there's been a lot of weather lately 
Yeah, you can say that. And actually in Buddha, we even, you know, pronounce it, you know, we talk about the weather as a he or a she, you know. Do we? Like we would say, oh, he was strong to this wind. Yeah, that's true. You know, we, we do that. And that's also a funny, kind of funny. But what I wanted to say is that, you know, there's a, this um, biophilic uh, theory that uh, they did some, some um, a study on um, humans' wish to be in pro- close proximity to nature and how we respond to being in close proximity to nature. And it's actually so that, you know, this theory states that we have an innate uh, wish or we are drawn to other living beings. You know, we want to be close to other living beings. We want to be close to and take care of uh, nature uh, and in that sense, it makes us feel more at ease and more balanced in a way. And I thought that's awesome. I also heard um, a while ago, I, I don't know if I heard it or read it somewhere about this, was this some studies uh, that have been done on people that choose to be in solitude and they choose to, uh, these were cases of people that chose to go out in nature and live as, you know, all in solitude for many, many years. Uh, and in silence as well. And uh, these people would state stuff like, you know, um, you know that they would never, ever be bored, never be bored uh, when in nature. And they also would kind of lose this sense of where they ended and the woods or, you know, the rest of the surroundings started. Yeah, that's interesting, even though that's extreme. I mean, I, I could never... I... I think being with other people is also a very strong instinct that we humans have for a good reason, because we need each other also in nature. We can watch out for the wolves or whatever is lurking in the darkness, and we need to preoccupate. I just read something that really shocked me. This one woman, she had had sex two hours after birth. What? Here in England. That was cesarean. Yeah. It was in the sun. So, I mean, I don't know if it's 150% reliable, but I mean, it's a big newspaper. So I don't think it was safe what she was doing. No, that's not recommended. I've never heard such a thing. But getting back into uh, under the blanket, let's put it like that after delivery that is for sure um, a topic to discuss and i think you know it's not talked about enough i mean you know in norway there's a lot of follow-up of course from from healthcare personnel and and such after um, delivery and the whole year afterwards but sex sex life after delivery uh, was never ever a topic uh, anywhere I know, of course, from my line of work as a psychologist, and and I know that a lot of women wonder about this. And I also know that for a lot of couples, for obvious reasons, it becomes more challenging, you know, not only the the physical uh, aspect, you know, from the woman's side in particular, but it's that kind of insecurity about how the body changes. Yeah, and also you change when you're breastfeeding. Your hormones make you drier, so you need lubricant if you're going to have sex. But I also think for for women, and this could also be for men, you know. I think a lot of men are 
traumatized after what they've seen during the birth and it might be hard for them to look at the woman the same way even though I think after a while that heals too but uh, it can be a shock for them yeah it can be but I think also the, the whole point is that if you don't talk about these things you know and for the mother is also or the, the woman is that this matrescence this shift from you know to become a mother there's a whole psychological aspect you know to it which is you know then she's also shifting from being a lover and a sexual being uh, and having you know a, a, an erotic side to her to becoming the nurturer and the mother which is uh, not necessarily the most sexy role you have you know which it shouldn't be of course either but but it's that shift as well and if you're not aware of it and if you're not uh, communicating openly with your partner about it this can create a lot of blocks i mean as soon as you leave the hospital you have you know you have this terrible underwear or what i don't want it to call it but it's these knickers that you get there special knickers from the hospital they are made of kind of a fishnet and you just put them on and then you have like a diaper I mean you don't feel sexy to put it like this when you're leaving the hospital I think it takes a while <laughs> for you to just relax and sleep and just feel like a normal human being do you remember how long it took for you before you started to feel you know more connected to that side again Mm, the body like I lost a lot of weight in the first two weeks I think it was must have been a lot of water because it just it just fell off me really fast without me doing anything and then I had to work for the last bit but mm. the first kilos just dropped and I think when I looked at the belly because that's another thing when you have given birth I imagined that the belly wouldn't be flat like totally flat but I did think that it would decrease a lot and I have to say when I had given birth I still looked like I was pregnant and I was walking I had these clothes with me and I was so looking forward to putting them on and I put on this skirt I'm like yeah I, I look like I'm six months pregnant now and that's also I think it's a surprise for for many women how much pregnant you still look when, and then it's really nice to see that the belly slowly goes back and in, into shape and then I think that's part a big part of it for me because as long as I have that big belly I still feel like my body is not normal mm. but so you mean that because I mean usually we talk about there's a fourth trimester you know that's yeah the, I think the... it's I don't know how long it is but I, I agree I think that's very real and you, you the baby isn't ready I mean it, it comes out too early because of the head the size of the head so you really need to take such good care of the baby in the very beginning and it's so vulnerable and also you you're still healing from the birth and the baby's still healing and it might have been a difficult birth or it might have been an easy birth but still you, you need that first and I think they recommend six, six weeks at least to wait until having sex yeah i think you know it can vary probably a little bit from country to country but about you know anywhere from from one and a half month to three months you know of course it's up to each and every one of us what we want to do but it's, it's good to be feel a little bit ready but then i think also you at some point you, you should just do it because you're never going to be super ready in that time because you're going to be so busy with the baby and everything but you just you should make an effort because it's, it's important for the relationship and once you start it gets better and better i'm trying to remember like the first time i can't i waited us like i waited longer a little bit longer than six weeks but 
approximately six weeks, I think. And then I just tried it and it felt like, I think it hurt a little bit at the beginning, but just tiny. We did it like, we tried to be careful. So it was fine. Very considerate. (laughs) I think the husbands has to be considerate in this situation. I'm sure most of them are though. I mean, they've seen what the woman's been through. And a lot of women are like, yeah, I don't want my husband to look when we're having the birth. And they tell them to not look, to just stay up with by the head. But the thing is, I think anyone who's a normal human being with a normal amount of curiosity will, when the midwife or the doctor says, oh, here's the head, he's going to go down there and see. It's a natural reaction and it's not something they evaluate if they're going to do it, they just do it. And then they see it. Mm. But I do believe, you know, what is the the very essential part in in returning to uh, sex life after delivery is the fact of how does that happen and how do you as a couple get close to each other again and kind of log on to the more sensual side. Yeah, I think it's important not to just think about sex as penetration. You know, you can think about getting close to each other like after the baby's there, you don't have time for each other. So if you have the opportunity to have like someone you know or some family or someone you've hired to be with the baby for maybe an hour so you can just go in the bedroom and just lay down and cuddle or go for a walk or do something nice with each other just the two of you it doesn't have to be long because you generally don't want to go away from the baby for too long in the beginning anyway but just going to another room and closing the door can be nice and that brings you closer and especially women need a lot of women need intimacy before they want sex so i think that's important and also the man needs cuddles because the baby's getting so much attention and the men can sometimes feel left out and the woman's not touching the man so much and I think definitely the men feel left out, you know, and I kind of, you know, it's a natural thing, you know, what happens, you know, that the the woman from a biochemical point of view and psychological point of view is completely focused on the baby. But that is, of course, exhausting. And as you say, it's a wonderful suggestion to kind of take some, you have to kind of schedule to take some time together. And definitely, because that can be difficult as well, you know, to not go together and then just talk about the baby. But but the fact of taking some time together in the daytime, I think that's a very uh, important um, message. I can remember that. And it's like, you know, the evenings and the bed, you know, it kind of turns into that one place where you just really need to rest if you can rest, you know, and, and have sleep. And that's, of course, something that is changing dr- dramatically, I'd say, for most people, you know, after having the first baby is that... Sleep. Yeah, sleep for, for sure, you know, you get sleep deprived already before you have the baby, but you kind of, where you want to meet your partner uh, and be together intimately and, or just, you know, be together has to happen in the daytime. And maybe even, you know, for for uh, spicing up the sex life, well, it means it has to happen outside the bedroom or at least, you know, out, out of the bed. I think that can be helpful, you know, if you start. Yeah, getting around the house. Getting around the house. Or getting out of the house, even better. <laughs> getting out of the house. Well, that kind of force that you have uh, someone to watch over your baby. For yeah, let's, let's be clear about that. We're not encouraging people to leave the baby inside <laughs> the house and then go out and have sex in the garden or the woods. That's not something we recommend. The baby needs <laughs> attention 24-7. But then also here, the bottom line of this conversation is that the man also needs attention, apparently. And the question is then, of course, how, when, what time is it right? And and when do you, and how do you engage in each other again? I don't know 
if there's a lot of men listening to this podcast, if it's going to be a lot of women listening to it. But if some men are listening, I think a good tip for the man is to try to be understanding of the fact that the woman is tired and she's constantly having the baby very, very close to her and demanding things of her. So it's probably a good idea to kind of give her some space and try to help her with some practical things. Because if you do that, the woman will be grateful and then in turn she will probably hopefully come closer to you and maybe give you a cuddle and maybe even have sex. (laughs) That's such a great advice. Man, give her some space and help her. And in return, she might be willing to give you some attention. (laughs) I think that's awesome but it's kind of true you know and I can remember you know from the children I mean now they are so much older but still uh you know having some time alone to just take a shower or going to the bathroom alone or just having a few moments for yourself of course with an infant it's it's almost impossible you know oh it's worth so much to have a few minutes alone it is worth everything it's worth everything and that's like you know in the whole matrescence shift of you know the role of becoming a mom is also it's an identity shift in the sense that you you lose who you were before and how you did things and that's kind of you know the sacrifice in the sense of making sacred you know you're shifting your attention to uh, the baby and being a mother and, and doing you know what you need to take care of your baby which is fantastic fantastic but it's it's also the fact of uh, i think honoring that shift and being aware that that shift explicitly means that you have less space obviously less time for yourself and you will also because most people are sleep deprived you should embrace the changes and and then try to adapt to them i think it's a good thing because if you try to think if you think that everything is going to be the same as it was you're going to be disappointed because it's not going to be the same things are changing and i but i think also this is something that's important and and it goes for the sex and the sex life as well you know i i can read somewhere you know in social media people say your life doesn't have to change when you have a child that's ridiculous it's changing and it's time consuming you have to make that time that's your new job now that you're a mother and Mm. of course you have to also take care of yourself but it's better to just realize it's not going to be exactly the same as it was everyone has to realize it that has a baby like Mm. the mother the father or the partner it's a transition i think some women it's very natural when they get a baby it's just so natural they do everything out of instinct and others use more time to get used to the role that's totally fine just accept that you don't get to sleep as much that was the hardest thing for me the sleep it's terrible. It is horrible. And I think a lot of people also don't realize the effect of sleep deprivation, you know, even if it's the natural way of sleep deprivation that happens when you have a child, like I said, it starts already in pregnancy, because the hormones and everything is prepping you to, you know, to be alert and be there for your baby. And also you need to pee constantly during the night. So you wake up because you need to pee. You mean in pregnancy? Mm -hmm. And you don't sleep well when you have that huge, huge belly and you're tossing and turning and trying to find a good position. Maybe you have one of those ridiculous pillows. (laughs) Did you have one of those? I had this sausage pillow that was ridiculous and it was so gross. Took up almost all the bed. My (laughs) poor husband. (laughs) (laughs) He had to get out of there.
have a, do we want to come with like a tips for our listeners if they want to have want to make sure they take care of their sexual life after pregnancy Yes. So first of all, be creative about it. Second of all, take time to be by yourself. You kind of have to nurture yourself, hashtag self-care, but you know, we can laugh about it, but that's also very important. Talk to your husband, you know, get engaged in each other. And I'm going to add on something just because I think it's awesome. This is of course, you know, for every taste, but there is something called housewife porn. What is that? I will tell you. <laughs> so the thing is that there's like this beautiful series, you know, on Netflix or different places, you know, where you can stream your, your shows. Uh, and they are typically like historical drama. And they usually have this kind of very strong uh, love story in them. And this is very much targeted for the female audience. So it's not actually porn. The thing is that, uh, and I realized this after, I, you know, first I was watching this uh, very cool series. It was called Vikings from the BBC History Channels. I've heard a lot of women talk about that series. that series. Another one is Outlander. There are some very explicit scenes where especially you know you get in the camera view the man mm. nude this is a hardcore housewife porn seriously this is how you know these networks are drawing the female audience i believe you because so many of my other female friends have mentioned vikings and the <laughs> male character in that show mm -hmm. and their their encouragement was also you need to see this show you need to see this show It's all for for every taste, but uh, my my hot tip here is if, if you don't watch this series, that's fine. You know, my my point is that you kind of need to awaken again your sensual uh, self. That is what it's all about. So, people, you what are you waiting for? Just start watching Vikings. <laughs> Yay! Bye.